like to come and stall it. Ah, will you just stall it, look? I like to come and stall it. I'm not really in the mood. Well, come on and bleed and stall it. Yeah, house hatcher. I'm not a house hatcher. We'll stall it for a crack. We're gonna have a laugh. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to a very special episode of the Stala podcast. It's a it's a big deal for me because release the foils. Release the foils, get them out there. Get them out there. We want the information. Um this is my favorite topic. I want to say conspiracy theory, but it's not all conspiracy theory. Yeah, we're not conspiracy theorists. No. We didn't come up with any of these conspiracies. No, tell we're just them. intrigued by them. Tell them what it's all about. This is the John F. Kennedy assassination. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. The President of the United States has been the victim of an assassination. I repeat, a shooting in the motorcade in the downtown area. The President's car is now going past me. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in Dallas. The president was shot once or twice through the head by a sniper firing from a fifth or sixth story window. Uh, I think it came from the same location, uh, apparently back up on the mall. Noon, Dallas police arrested Lee H. Oswald as a prime suspect. Lee Oswald has denied any connection with shooting of President Kennedy in the shooting. Tonight's question, did Lee Harvey Oswald shoot President Kennedy? Was there more than one assassin firing in Dealey Plaza? That three people can keep a secret, but only if two are dead. There will forever be questions of substance and detail, raised by amateur detectives, professional skeptics, and serious students as well. Now we're through the looking glass here, people. Release the files. <laughs> um, I've done a lot of research, and uh, because I, I, I know the surface level of what happened around John F. Kennedy because you know that's me I just I just skimmed that's the headlines just, yeah. I didn't know I obviously knew he was assassinated and a, a couple of things around that but I watched the documentary last night to refresh my memory of the whole thing and I'm glad I watched it because we were chatting there about everything and listening to some clips and I feel like I have the, the pace of it yeah yeah. But there's a lot to get through though Owen isn't there there is a huge amount. This is the mother of all conspiracy theories. So we might break this up, will we? I think we're going to have to. We'll see how we go, but I don't see us getting through this in one episode. And I think... We'll have to get the sleeping bags out. Yeah. <laughs> well, our longest episode was about an hour and a half, the MK Ultra one. Mm. This is bigger. My notes are about twice as long, so... You've this got is... like 40 pages there, yeah? 50? 72. 72 to be exact, yeah. Will we get into it then? Absolutely. Right, we better not waste any more time because time you know, is money. Do you know other business to take care of now? Do we have it? Uh, well, we... Give us an update on your watch. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it's on the way, I think. I think it's on the way. Uh, he gave me a tracking number, but not a DA, not like a, a website to put the tracking number into. So I'm like, what? You just sent me a bunch of letters and numbers. <laughs> I don't know how to find... Where... Yeah, man, I posted there. Here's some numbers. You, you figured it out. Keyboard. Tracking number. Yeah. yeah. And how about you and Terence Power are... Yeah, I mean, there's, I, there's a celebrity boxing as we talked about in Ireland and Dublin. I think, as as you know, you probably celebrity. Ben, I know ben that's ben an oxymoron. Uh, social here, media so. celebrity influencer boxing, yeah. Podcaster, <laughs> boxing. you'd be in that bracket. So would I. Uh, unfortunately, I don't. You want to be an actor, but that's who. <laughs> um, but uh, 
I seen Ben Williams commenting on it saying this needs to happen with UCC or something or some event that they they have. I didn't see it. I didn't see. Yeah. I, I only seen a few comments. I had to message him privately. I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm you on. know I'm only messing." Around. <laughs> like, so you wouldn't actually fight. Don't jump. Oh, I'd box the head off. I'm like, I would box the head off. But like, I don't like a. I would actually run around the ring. That part is true. <laughs> but yeah, we could make it I was, happen. I was, I was hoping for a Stevens's day day, Boxing Day. Yeah, Boxing Day. We don't call uh, do it. That. We don't call it that here. I was trying to think of. And, I was trying to think of, you know, Rumble in the Jungle and I came up with the scrap and the flats and I came up with the son of Dublin One or well, I can't remember what the other one was. But I, I completely missed. Somebody messaged me, I can't remember who it was, but somebody commented, uh, messaged me on Instagram and said, how did you not say the knock in Ballybock? Yeah, are they not doing a gig in a uh, boxing stadium? Yeah. I'll box the head off from there. A couple of days after this comes See, out. See, when you keep saying things like that, <laughs> yeah. that's what it's going to end up happening. Yeah, the universe doesn't, yeah, the universe just listens to saying, whatever. Why do I fucking know? keep saying I'm going to bathroom? You try to get away from it then and it's just impossible because the whole of the internet's like, if you don't do this, you are a bitch. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. You know. Do you know what I don't, I had a slapping match off a friend of mine who actually works with Terrence Pat. And he, like I thought, you know, it's a slapping match, you, you know, go easy on each other. It really, really hurt me. Really? I feel like I'd cry. Why do boxing, boxers not cry? Maybe in the slapping rounds? championship is more for you. No, he battered me. You mate, my mate battered me. Does oh, not, I just... Phone box, boxing. Boxing <laughs> and phone box championship. <laughs> Belly boxing championship. Belly boxing championship. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding that record anyway. I'm holding that title, I tell you. Belly boxing champion of English. <laughs> Oh, JFK, where are you, man? Fucking hell. J, uh, John F. Kennedy. Yeah, do you want, will we get to the business at hand here? Let's go to the, get to the business at hand. John oh, F. Right. Kennedy. He's dead. It's the 60th anniversary. <laughs> yeah. It's He's the 60th anniversary. <laughs> He's dead, yeah. That's yeah. the kind of insight you come to start up for. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Uh, we established that JFK is definitely dead. Yes, today, the day this episode is released, is 60 years from the day. November 22nd, 1963. It's almost like we planned this. Yeah. You've been teasing me. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. And you've been like, I think no, you no. mentioned this like last year. Played a long game. Well, he, he's mentioned it. Joe had mentioned it a few times and I kept saying it's too big. The people <laughs> listening now to this, do you want to tell them that like this ca- like case is like never ending? Like it's bottomless. The idea here is that if you, like us, kind of know the, the top line stuff about JFK assassination and the conspiracies, that hopefully we can deepen that understanding a little bit, kind of go through the really important stuff mm-hmm. um, and explain why 60 years later, it's still probably history's most famous unsolved crime. Do you know what I have to say? Release the files. What did you watch that makes you say that? Because you just keep saying it this morning. documentary and he just kept saying, I think... Um, he was watching X-Files. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't watching a JFK documentary. I think if... Um, if they're going to release them files, they're going to have to do it in the next five or ten years because I, I I haven't got time to stay around for that because he's like 80. He's like, I hope they release them soon. <laughs> Dedicate his whole life to it. Yeah. What I like about this this episode is it's very hard to get all of the information in one place. And I hope that we can make a condensed piece of content that encapsulates the whole case, what including JFK, Lee Harvey Oswald, Fidel Castro, the KGB, the bank, the, the boy, the <laughs> AIB, PTSB. PTSB. Why did you change your name? It doesn't matter. <laughs> so that'd be good to be able to get all of that. 
But where do you start with something so you start off gigantic? With JFK is dead. He did. <laughs> Some people think he isn't. Oh, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> we're we're, we're not we're not going that far into the, all right. There's some mad stuff. We're not going to go all the way down the rabbit hole or all the rabbit holes. It's probably good to start off giving a bit of context of just how big this was. So, I mean, for most people listening, I guess they'll remember nine eleven. JFK was it, maybe bigger. Bigger, yeah, bigger, yeah. And the fact that it became very, very quickly a mystery, marred in conspiracy. Oh, absolutely. Um. That's why 60 years later, you have us sitting here talking about it. And why this week, I imagine there's going to be many new documentaries and TV programs on most okay. nights this week. But we're going to get there first. <laughs> <laughs> With the goal out foil. Yes, we are here first. <laughs> You're here to hear first. The president, the 35th president of well, America Well, I hope there's dead. people that are listening that don't know the whole story. Like, and I'm, I mean, I did. listen to us talking yeah. about it. So. I didn't before I started looking into it. Um, and the other thing is, this is the conspiracy theory of all conspiracy theories in terms of the scope of it, in terms of how many people are interested in it. Um, conspiracy theory is not bad. But do people see conspiracy theories as bad? It's In the last few years, definitely they've become a, a bit more sinister, I think, like this and like, say, the moon landing and things like mm. that. But I think 10, 20 years ago they were seen as a little bit more harmless. But this one is kind of like so out there that it's kind of like well, questionable. This one yeah. is more valid I think valid, because yeah, it just yeah. doesn't make it just genuinely none of it made sense. Yeah. Now the conspiracy theories are definitely more just lizards theories. And lizards and fucking all that like. But that's just mad shit like. That's, I don't even know if that's That's, mad. that's just bleeding. That's just the term conspiracy theory I think kind of some people are spooked by that are they? The strange one about this is that pretty much consistently Gallup, the polling company in the US, every year they poll Americans on their views on JFK assassination. And I think it was in the 80s, it was at its peak, like 70%, did not believe the official story. And now it sits around 60%. And it kind of consistently stays around that and has for the last 60 years. So this is a, a conspiracy theory that you're actually in the minority if you believe the official version. Yeah, because there's so much evidence that says the main story is wrong and incorrect and are literally hiding information. Stop jumping the gun here. <laughs> well, it, 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 absolutely. Like, that's a really popular conspiracy theory because it nearly, in my opinion, it's definitely not true. Like, what they say yeah. happened. What the, um, what would you say, the main story? Like The, the, the Warren the, report. The which, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, which is considered the official version that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone and not as part of a conspiracy. Mm. Yeah. That's the official version. And that's, most people well, don't believe that. There is, um, and I think something we're keeping in mind, and I always keep in mind with all these conspiracies, is as you go along and we go through all this, keep in mind how many people would have to be involved to keep this secret a secret. Mm. And you're always at that. You're always trying that one up. You know, how many people can keep a secret? It's hard to do. Let's yeah. pop the lid on. Yeah. Let's start off with... Release the files. <laughs> Sorry. Who is John I'm... F. Kennedy? Oh, good. Glad you asked that, Joe. <laughs> Is that so, a good starting point? That's a good starting point, I think. Yeah. Good. We're going to get to the action, so to speak, pretty quickly. But before we do, what do you know about JFK? Famously of Irish descent. Yeah, as uh, they all are. Yeah, had his very famous trip President here. President Kennedy's open car. He's past the Bank of Ireland. He's coming past Foster Place. The crowd are cheering, attempting to break the police cordons to shake President Kennedy by the hand, but they're being well held back. And now he's standing up. He's waving. He's smiling warmly. The crowd roaring and cheering. All along, there were people hanging precariously over roofs. 
And now they're throwing all sorts of what would be in Wall Street ticker tape, but I'm sure here is only CIE bus roads. And the crowd are attempting to encroach on to the road. To you send us home covered uh, with gifts, which we can barely carry. But most of all, most of all, you send us home with the more warmest memories of you and of your country. So I must say that uh, though other days may not be so bright as we look towards the future, that the brightest days will continue to be those in which we visited you here in Ireland. Did either of your parents or grandparents or anyone ever have the, the combo of the Pope's picture and JFK's picture? My nanny did. That was very common. The Pope and, and JFK? Yeah, that's how adored JFK was. My nanny used to fucking cut pictures of the Pope out of newspapers and all. <laughs> Look, it's a porno magazine. Yeah, like the oh, fucking Riddler or something. Making up fucking Riddler cards. The funny thing is they were both shot. Yeah. Only one of them died. Well, John Paul died and he came back to life, didn't he? Yeah, kind of. Well, he's the Pope. Other rough research this. I'm not looking that up to you. He's Pope, like, Jesus. Popes have like nine lives. Um. Anyway, like my nanny has like basically a shrine to him. It's fucking weird. And the rest are just like, nah. I, like, she had photos of me fucking granda who was deceased and like grandkids and me or something and me confo and then there's just like Pope John Paul II. Yeah. Fucking don't know. I don't, I don't know. I wish I was that holy like. <laughs> he hasn't been the Pope in about four Popes. JFK, man. Yeah, right. Some back, man. To, back to JFK. Kennedy was born in 1917 in Brookline, Massachusetts. So he was one of nine children. His father was Joe Kennedy, who was a multimillionaire, made his money in bootlegging, the film industry. During the Prohibition. Yeah, during Prohibition. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so while he was playing uh, American football in Harvard, he was tackled by the side, which uh, damaged his spine, which meant he had to wear a back brace, which became relevant Mm. later on. He joined the Navy in 1941. His patrol boat was hit by a Japanese destroyer. This is in 1943. He and his crew swam three and a half miles to get to the closest shore. John F. Kennedy? Yeah. He swam, towing one of the injured men who was holding onto a life vest. Kennedy took the strap from the life vest in his teeth and swam three yeah, and a half wait, miles. Who the fuck wrote that? That's a load of me bollocks. This fella is he was, action man. <laughs> he was awarded a Purple Heart, the highest award for bravery in the US military. Uh, he's the only president to ever have earned the Purple Heart. I thought he got sent home because he was so sick. He had Addison's disease and were his back and all. And growing up as a child, he used to get sick all the time because he had intestinal problems. And the reason why he was so tanned, like he won, people say that he won the election against Richard Nixon. It was Richard Nixon, yeah? Uh-huh. Against Richard Nixon because they had the first ever televised TV debate for an American president. And he won because he looked so handsome. And he, he wore makeup and Richard Nixon was sweating. And they were like, he doesn't look comfortable. Like John well, F. Kennedy looks like some, a movie star, you know. Yep. But he was tanned because he had Addison's disease. He was on so many steroids. He was on so many pain medications. And the juice. He was, he was awful. He was a very, very sick man. But, and I thought he got sent home from uh, World War II. But he also won the Purple Heart. Okay. Could, you could do both. <laughs> What in his teeth? He pulled his mate by uh, the strap of a life vest. That is the official story. Did you know that one? With his teeth? No, I didn't know that one. I only read the negative stories. <laughs> After the war, he became a congressman. He was then elected to the Senate in 1953. 
uh, married Jacqueline Bouvier that year. So in 1955, while he was recuperating from a back operation, he wrote a book called Profiles in Courage. It won the Pulitzer Prize. Oh. So Purple Heart and Pulitzer Prize already. He's doing well for himself. Doing well for himself. Joe Bob already. <laughs> he's no, he's not short of Joe Bob. Well, anyway. a millionaire, yeah. Oh, one of the richest, like the one of no the richest. Doubt. He had a bit of that. He got a bit of that. So much cynicism already. He had kids. I have to Just bring that to this them. though. I have to say them little things just to make it like stall. He had kids just to he had kids just to make make them presidents and congressmen and senators. And then he had when he had daughters, it was just to get married to to rich men and stuff like that. And then he had a daughter. This this is Joe Kennedy, not John's. Yeah. Joe Kennedy. He Joe had a Kennedy daughter. Is out. Yeah. And she was a bit weird. So he got her a lobotomy, an operation on her brain. To make her to kind of calm her down, she basically had ADHD or maybe some form of autism, and he got a lobotomy on her, and that like completely made her brain dead. And she might still be alive or just recently died, but she was like in a wheelchair down for the rest of her life because he done that. Yeah, no, Joe Kennedy was not a nice, sick, man. sick man, Nazi, I think. Enough about Joe Kennedy. That's enough background about Joe Kennedy. He won the Pulitzer Prize. There were claims later on. That it was mostly written by his speechwriter, a fellow called Ted Sorensen. And they do, like, there's there's no attempt to hide the fact that Sorensen wrote it with them. But the the controversy is over who actually did the heavy lifting in it. And also, it seems JFK's dad, Joe, called in a favour or two and basically got people to start pushing it for the Pulitzer. Now, no suggestion it was rigged, but, you know. These awards are political, I suppose, a lot of the time, and it seems his dad was putting pressure on people. Uh, but still, he won a Pulitzer and a Purple Heart by the time he's, what are we talking here? Not even 40. So 1956, he's nominated for vice president. And 1960, then he's nominated for president as the Democratic Party nominee. The presidential campaign 1960, Joe, you mentioned this, so it featured the first ever live TV debate. 70 million Americans watched it, Kennedy and Nixon. People who listened on the radio thought Nixon had won. But the 70 million who watched on TV in the majority felt Kennedy had won. I think it will depend in great measure upon what we do here in the United States. Kennedy that we build. It was partially that Kennedy just looked better on the camera. Nixon didn't take up the offer of makeup. Imagine being the ultimate. (laughs) He just looks better. Yeah. It's that simple, yeah. That's what it was like. It's mad. Because he was sweating. Nixon was sweating like, like wiping sweat. He looked nervous. He looked uncomfortable. You know the the Simpsons joke. I would like to take this opportunity to uh, express my fondness for a uh, Duff beer. <laughs> I'd uh, also like to express my fondness for that particular beer. <laughs> a man never drank a Duff in his life. That's a joke about that presidential debate. It's such simple things. If you relate to someone, you'll vote for them. And people looked at Kennedy, and also Kennedy understood TV. Nixon didn't. So Nixon, when he was speaking, he was addressing the reporters in the room, side to side. He was looking at them. Kennedy was looking straight down the camera, mm, mm. speaking to the audience at home. So he was very much the modern president. Mm. He was a new age of politics and president. And he won an incredibly tight election. It was 120,000 votes um, out of 70 million votes cast, which is a lot. And at 43 years old, he became the youngest ever president and the first Catholic to be president. Oh, oh wow. Yep. Huh. And if you consider, I suppose, 30, 40 years before that, the 
Catholics and the Irish Catholics in the US were seen as second class citizens, very much so, for an Irish Roman Catholic to become president. Big deal. His inaugural address, January 20th, 1961. The whole speech is about how this is like a new era, a new day for America. And that's what people saw Kennedy's presidency as, like this is the beginning of something new. And that's when he had the famous line, ask not what your country can do for you. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. What did he actually end up doing? First of all, he arrives at the White House with his wife. People adored Jackie Kennedy. Mm. The trip to Texas that obviously we're going to talk about quite shortly. She was the star of the show. There's a big really? event there at and like everyone gets on their feet when she walks in. After him, she walks in and he gets up. Two years ago, I said that, uh, introduced myself in Paris by saying that I was the man who had accompanied uh, Mrs. Kennedy to Paris. I'm getting that somewhat that same sensation uh, as I travel around uh, Texas. Starts off and people love this young family in the White House. He has two kids, but... There's also a lot of people are concerned that he's too young and too inexperienced and it's more style over substance. And early on in the presidency, there is the first time that he kind of really gets hit with something like this. It's the Bay of Pigs, which, I don't know, are you familiar with Bay of Pigs in Cuba? What's that now? This is a plan that predated Kennedy. It was a plan from the CIA to basically arm and train anti-Castro Cuban exiles to go back into Cuba and invade and kind of kick off an uprising against Castro and the ruling party. Cuban revolutionary troops such as these have invaded Castro's leftist island fortress, reportedly rallied by a These Cuban exiles land on a beach in Cuba, and the CIA told Kennedy they would quickly advance through, and they didn't, and a lot of them died. And Kennedy refused to send in air support because he didn't want to get the US more involved than it already was. And... After that, the anti-Castro Cubans had absolutely no time for him, which would lead into conspiracy theories later on. After the Bay of Pigs, Kennedy was pretty pissed off at the CIA. He felt like they'd misled him. So, Alan Dulles, remember that name? We remember him because... MK Ultra. MK Ultra. It was yeah. he in that now. Alan Dulles was the man who basically, yeah, he kicked off the whole program yeah, yeah, that yeah. became MK Ultra, And then mm. when he became the head of CIA, he really kicked up a gear and told the scientists behind Emma Hiltra, you go off in that little corner over there and nobody's going to bother you and here's all the money you want and don't keep any notes and do whatever you want. Um, he was pushing Kennedy to do the Bay of Pigs and to go in and basically take over Cuba and all this. Kennedy was very pissed off afterwards because he had to take the blame for this and it was a disaster. And he, But he privately blamed the CIA. He sacked Alan Dulles and that will become relevant later on when we get to who was asked to investigate the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> Kennedy's presidency isn't going great, but then things start turning around. There's the Cuban Missile Crisis, where basically the Russians were sending nuclear missiles to Cuba and the Americans were blockading them. And there was an incredibly tense standoff where kind of the end of the world seemed to be potentially hours away. And Kennedy managed to work that out with Soviets and have them back down and send their missiles away and people say oh okay maybe he actually does have the maturity required to be a great president here he was also domestically he's, people started to come around to his side he was making like he wasn't revolutionary as such but he was on the side of um, civil rights and he was pushing that and he was getting a bit more joy with that so things were starting to look up for him and um, although he had and this 
is part of the theory. Uh, the theories that will come up later on on the kind of why someone might have wanted to assassinate him. But the Vietnam War was in its early days. There were 16,000 US military advisors, as they were called, because they hadn't officially entered Vietnam. They were in there. People speculate that Kennedy might have said that was as far as he would go. And Lyndon Johnson, who followed him, he didn't. He massively ramped it up. No, yeah. Yeah, he, he had some wins like what would become Medicare and there was anti-poverty initiatives and things that would go on to kind of shape American society. He did a lot of that stuff in the first couple of years. Over the whole of his presidency, he averaged 70.1% approval rating, which is ridiculously high. The average from 1938 to 2012 for US presidents is 54%. He is way above the average. The most popular president ever. Really? Yeah. And not just after he died. I mean, it started off at Rocky, but the average was 70%. But yeah, he did have his enemies. Being Catholic was a big problem for a lot of people. A lot of people, particularly Protestant Southerners, would have said that a Catholic president is going to take his direction from Rome mm-hmm. rather than do what's best for the American people. There was an assassination attempt on him just a few weeks after his election. There was an anti-Catholic postal worker, retired postal worker called Richard Paul Pavlik tried to assassinate Kennedy in Florida. Did you uh, know that? No, I didn't know that. He was going to blow him up, blow himself and Kennedy up with dynamite. But then Kennedy, when he saw Kennedy, he was with his wife and kids. So he didn't do it. I just can't take dynamite seriously. I just think <laughs> it reminds I, me of Looney Tunes. Yeah. I'm like, were you, were you really? You were going to light a fuse and then go up and give Kennedy a hug and, go, and then your eyeballs would just bounce on the ground like... Put a sign up, pick a sign saying ouch. <laughs> <laughs> then, yes, yeah, so I said the, the anti Castro Cubans had no time for him after Bay of Pigs. If the Catholic thing wasn't bad enough, he was championing civil rights, uh, which in the early 60s made him public enemy number one with a lot of people in the southern states. That won the University of Mississippi when they integrated the university. There were protests, and this might be one of the worst protest chants I've ever heard. The chant was 2413. We hate Kennedy. <laughs> it's pretty standard for uh, Americans to come up with them sort of chants, especially at soccer games. The, the Ku Klux Klan. Let's go, galaxy. Let's go, galaxy. Yeah. Let's go, galaxy. And like what you'd have now is like the militias and patriot groups and all that. They were around back then. And even there were protests on the day of the assassination. People with placards with like the, the hammer and sickle and lads saying dictator Kennedy and all this and he's taking away our freedoms and but he's kind of not. It's mad. You look at it and like it's the same things people say about Joe Biden now and would have said about Barack Obama. And He's asleep. It goes back like... He can't leave the country because he's asleep. That's <laughs> what they'd be saying though, yeah? Then the days before the assassination, thousands of flyers were distributed around Dallas. They had a mugshot of Kennedy and the words wanted for treason. The Secret Service investigated 34 threats on his life from Texas alone. Great place to get him in the end. Then. Which makes you wonder... Why would you drive past lots of tall buildings? But anyway. <laughs> there you go now. So he's got, what, the Cubans on both sides. The ex-head of the CIA. Yeah, man. He sacked but him, so he had it in from Your general kind of mishmash of far-right patriots and, and whatever. Oh, the mafia too. There was They expected he'd do right by them and let them get into Cuba and set up their businesses, and he didn't. That was another thing. All of this, this era just reminds me of like Frank Sinatra music. Yeah. Same time, yeah. I'm pretty sure Kennedy and Snatcher were good friends until Kennedy became president and they was like, I can't be hanging around with you anymore. Yeah, he used to but sing his Go on. So the day itself. Ain't that a kick in the head? Go ahead. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes. Right. Friday morning, November 22nd, 1963. We'll start off with at uh, 7.23 a.m. As an aside, before we get back to President Kennedy, a man named Lee Harvey Oswald. This is the official version of events. Mr. Oswald disputed this. He was an employee at the Texas Book Depository building in Dallas. He's working there about a month at that stage and he gets a lift into work with one of his colleagues, a man named Buell Wesley Frazier. What a name. Frazier says to uh, Lee, getting in the car, who has, he says he has a long package under his arm. He says, what's that? And uh, Oswald says, curtain rods. But anyway, that's at 20 past seven in the morning. Lee Harvey Oswald is supposedly heading into work with a long paper wrap package under his arm. Now, the Kennedys were on a several day trip to Texas. Uh, very important because Texas traditionally a Republican state, but he could win it. Uh, so for his re-election chances, very important. They traveled to a few different cities. They're in Fort, Fort Worth the night before. So I only found this yesterday. This is interesting, right? Kennedy's special assistant, a fellow called Kenneth O'Donnell, told the Warren Commission that on in Fort Worth on the morning of the day he died, before they headed to Dallas, Kennedy and Jackie were talking about the risks that come with being a president when you make public appearances. O'Donnell says he remembers Kennedy saying, and this is his quote, if anybody really wanted to shoot the president of the US, it was not a very difficult job. All one had to do was get a high building someday with a telescopic rifle and there was nothing anybody could do to defend against such an attempt. And a few minutes after that, they headed to Dallas. It's just well, on the day of it. It's the morning of, yeah. And Lee is on the way with a parcel. I can have a little side note there. Uh, Fort, my brother-in-law lives in Fort Worth, Texas. Oh. And, I, and I was over there and I drove past Lee Harvey Oswald's house and his ma still lives there. Did you call in? We didn't. I, it, I, they told me. That's the kind of thing you would do though. If I had have been, I swear to God, if I was more interested in, in it then than I am now, I would have got out of the car and knocked in. 100% I'm sure she would have, have kindly refused you. Probably. <laughs> and I, anyone at that. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just think it's mad. Because that's where he was from anyway. So he must have been coming from Fort Worth. He had moved to Dallas at this point. Oh, he moved to Dallas. Yeah. Okay. Right. So we get into the, morning, the day we go through as it happened on the day. The presidential party arrives in Dallas. And that's where all the haters are. Lands at an airfield. No. Adoring crowds. I can see his suntan all the way from here. Can I say, like, Texas was the one place that... Ah, yeah, but there was a lot of people who... Did yeah, like, obviously, yeah. There's still close to half the state. Like, he thinks he can win just over half the state. Mm. So, uh, and there's been a whole big public messaging campaign, like, to, from the governor and all. Like, please don't embarrass us Texans. <laughs> please. Everybody show the, the office of the president the respect it deserves. That was kind of the message. Is it, like, the equivalent to, like... The working class, like North side, it's like just behave yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I guess so. Um, <laughs> just don't smash windows. Like you know when you're in school, like and yeah. LTA is the class that's like nuts. Yeah. And like we, we're bringing you to fucking the history museum. <laughs> Relax the fuck. That kind of thing. Yeah. Don't destroy the dinosaur, please. <laughs> just don't touch just it. Just please, like the president's coming through. Just fucking chill out, man. See, when you put them in them kind of terms, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kennedy arrives, a lot of fanfare, uh, people are loving him. He meets the governor of Texas, 
John Connolly and Connolly's wife Nelly and Connolly and Nelly and Kennedy and Jackie Kennedy all get into a Lincoln Continental which is the presidential car now you know now if you see the US president drive around they're in the beast which is like oh, this yeah. tank of a car mm. blacked out windows bomb proof all this it got stuck in Ireland it didn't it it got stuck on the, <laughs> at the embassy yeah. <laughs> it's did it big. Yeah. it was so too big like, couldn't get over the speed bump <laughs> presumably the world's like most uh, armoured car back then there, it's, that's why they do that now Like that's why they have them now the motorcade will very shortly start to move out President and First Lady. Big, beautiful Lincoln. Followed by so the weather was fine so they took off they had like a, a bubble that they used to have on it but Kennedy didn't want it on the Secret Service were kind of keen to put it on being in Texas and all that um, he didn't want it he said no I don't want to seem like I'm you know aloof from the people here take the bubble off let me see the people let me wave to them don't worry about it um, I think that was the last time they took the bubble off <laughs> we're not doing that again <laughs> yeah <laughs> so Lee Harvey Oswald is the person that like shot him like yeah but That's like the official star yeah so like right so whoever shot him um, were they not saying to themselves like there could be a case here where the bubble is on the car yeah like it was a potluck that the bubble wasn't on the car so they were like fucking happy days like <laughs> Fucking, it's gonna make it a lot easier. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean, though? He doesn't have the yeah. bubble on, lads. This gonna be easy. There's no fucking roof on that car. <laughs> bomb, bomb, bomb. Fish Happy in a day. Clock. Fucking eating a sandwich while down it. <laughs> he actually he was. <laughs> was he? <laughs> can sandwich fit? Yeah. Well, we'll get to it. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> right. So, the motorcade sets off. Heading to downtown Dallas. And the crowded hour point is surging forward. There's a big cheer going up as the uh, president gets further down. And now the ticker tape uh, and uh, other confetti and such is beginning to flow from the windows uh, all over the uh, large uh, buildings here and uh, engulf the entire... Have a little bit uh, of music under this. Make it a little bit atmospheric. Yeah, a bit atmospheric. Yeah, something yeah. like... Uh, yeah, something good. Like, something <laughs> nice. Not nice, but like, yeah. They're passing crowds. They estimate it's like 150,000 people side of the streets and the crowd is absolutely going wild this is a friendly crowd in downtown Dallas it's a tremendous welcome not a placard in downtown Dallas the route is a bit ridiculous if you look at the footage now it is just all these tall buildings with open windows look overlooking like if you're not worried about if you're not worried about getting shot in the head you'd be worried about someone throwing an egg at least simpler world down the main street canyon of Dallas president riding in an open top convertible he and Mrs. Kennedy frequently looking up to wave to persons who took positions in the high buildings. Speaking of how ridiculous the route was, as we say later on, they get to a place called Didi Plaza and take a very, very sharp, slow turn you have to take there. President's car is now turning onto Elm Street and it will be only a matter of minutes before he arrives at the trademark. It's 12.29. As it's passing the school book depository, it slows down to approximately 11 miles an hour, which... Super slow. And a shot rings out. The first shot. Just a moment, please. Something has happened in the motorcade route. Stand by, please. I repeat, a shooting in the motorcade in the downtown area. It seems the first shot missed. Supposedly, this is the official story, struck a tree and ricochets away. A second shot rings out. That hits Kennedy. 
and as the official story would later say, goes through Kennedy and hits Governor Connolly. Slumped to the side, then I had another shot or two, I couldn't say it was one or two. Very shortly after, a third shot is heard, and this is the one that the official version is it hit Kennedy in the back of the head. The final blow, basically. Yeah. He slumps forward, you yeah. can see in the footage, he slumps forward, uh, and that's when the first shot hits him and he falls towards Jackie. And, mm. and she jumps up on the back of the car. Mrs. Kennedy jumped up and grabbed Mr. Kennedy. She cried, oh no, the motorcade... And that's the second shot that you see him jerk backwards. That becomes very controversial later on. Did it come from the front or the back? Mm. Did you see where the bullet came from? Or did you no. see the man with the gun? No, all, all I knew is come over my right shoulder. Did you, do you think the first gunshot came... Uh, from behind you too. I, I think it came from the same location. Uh, uh, apparently, back up on the the uh, uh, mall. Uh, we have information that the shot came from the fourth or fourth floor of the first depository store on the corner. Do you remember we mentioned the back brace that he got from playing uh, American football? So he was wearing that that day. He had been trying to wean himself off using that, but because the trip to Texas was so important, he had told his doctor, "Look, I need to be kind of." comfortable and look good here down here so I need the back brace they reckon that's why he didn't if he hadn't worn the back brace he maybe after the first shot would have fallen further down into the seat yeah, but the back, back brace, brace held him up Jesus. Yeah. 12.31 the presidential motorcade speeds off to Parkland Memorial Hospital just a few minutes away Parkland Hospital has been advised to stand by for a severe gunshot wound the limousine is now traveling at a very high rate of speed. Secret Service men standing up in the limousine. They are armed with submachine guns. It appears as though someone in the limousine might have been hit by the gunfire. Then, 12.31. So, they reckon about 90 seconds after the shots were fired, a police officer called Marion Baker meets Lee Harvey Oswald in the book depository cafeteria. He stops him, but the building superintendent says, oh no, that guy works here. He's supposed to be here. So they let him go. Oswald gets... Uh, a Coca-Cola from the vending machine left the building walked seven blocks got on a bus and got into a taxi when he got off the bus and then went back to the place he was staying this will become very important later on that Oswald was down on the first floor 90 seconds after the shot and casually buying himself a Coke that would become very relevant later on the area of Elm and Houston near the old Texas school book depository building and there is a possibility that the would-be assassin is still inside that building. All available downtown units are converging at emergency speed to that area. The entire area has been blocked off. It is over. About 12.40, so a little over 10 minutes later, there was a local radio station in Texas. First breaking news. From Dallas, three shots reportedly were fired at the motorcade of President Kennedy today near the downtown section. KLIF News is checking out the report. We will have further reports. Stay tuned. Another local station there, uh, one of their news anchors, he'd been out at the scene and he'd seen it and he'd sprinted back to the TV station and the footage is incredible. Like he's all out of breath and he's he's there, he's standing there having a smoke and he's just grabbed like some lapel mic or whatever, like it's not the proper setup at all. And very often you'll find a zipper hidden in the uh, arm. And Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You'll excuse the fact that I'm out of breath, but... About 10 or 15 minutes ago, a tragic thing from all indications at this point has happened in the city of Dallas. Let me quote to you this. 
and I'll, you'll excuse me if I am out of breath. A bulletin, this is from the United Press from Dallas. President Kennedy and Governor John Colony have been cut down by assassin's bullets in downtown Dallas. They were riding an open automobile when the shots were fired. The president, his limp body carried in the arms of his wife, Jacqueline, has rushed to Parkland Hospital. Uh, and if you'll excuse me if I give some directions, we talk about what we're going to do here for the next few minutes. But, Bobby, let's tape this, if you please, particularly the interview with the eyewitness people. It is being taped good. Here's a uh, piece of copy that it's, was rushed. It's mad to see. On the fly stuff. Totally on the fly. And they don't know what's happening at the time. Like, watching as history unfolded. Then... The the first national bulletins start going out on uh, CBS. They just break into the middle of it. It's a, it's a soap opera. And I gave it a great deal of thought, Grandpa. Here is a bulletin from CBS News. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. You know, nobody knows exactly what's happening. According to the ABC broadcast to which you have been listening, the president is still alive. According to the CBS network, the president is dead. There is no report officially from the hospital in Dallas. There has been no official statement. At this hour, as you can see, there are small clusters of people gathered around small transistor radios trying to find out what is the latest regarding the... Not long after the president was taken inside the emergency room, a few moments ago, the first lady passed, not over three feet from me. She said nothing, but her eyes were full of tears, and she looked straight ahead. The first lady is in the emergency room with the president, and the crowd outside is quiet and waiting. We repeat an announcement made just a short time ago. The president is alive. A Secret Service agent assigned to Mrs. Kennedy said he is dead as the president was lifted from the rear of the White House touring car. Mr. Kennedy was right... President Kennedy is on the inside of Parkland Hospital, and two priests have just been sent in to the room with the president. Well, he was covered with a sheet, but I removed it just about as far as, I'd say, halfway down his face in order that I might administer this rites of the church to him. John F. Kennedy is pronounced dead at one o'clock. Walter Cronkite, the iconic broadcaster in the U.S., he announces his death, and this is probably the most famous clip from the day. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Vice President Lyndon Johnson <clears throat> has left the hospital in uh, Dallas, but we do not know uh, to where he has proceeded. Uh, presumably, he will be taking the oath of office shortly and become uh, the 36th president of the United States. It's very sad, I think. It is, and that's easy to forget, that he was a dad of small kids. Yeah. He's only 40, what, six at this stage. It's very sad, though. Like, honestly, it's always sincerely. Sad like, honestly, yeah, yeah, it's always sad when someone loses their life, especially in such... Mm. In such it seemed like he tried to do a lot, like, and... Still, people are like obviously resenting them. Here comes a white hearse which is leaving the hospital, followed by cars full of Secret Service men and one last motorcycle. And now that the hearse is passed, there are people weeping, 
there are people in dead silence. But this is one of the quietest crowds that will ever assemble. Word spreads around America in JFK's home state in Massachusetts, the Boston Symphony Orchestra, hear the news during the show. We have a press report over the wires. We hope that it is unconfirmed, but we have to doubt it, that the President of the United States has been the victim of an assassination. We will play the funeral march from Beethoven's Third Symphony. Then around the world, news starts to spread. This is how it sounded when uh, RTE announced the news. I was on the streets a few moments ago, and every here and there, groups around a transistor radio, and men and women weeping with the news coming over that radio that the president had died. Less than an hour after the shooting, a uh, good bit less, about 45 minutes after the shooting, Dallas police have put out a description of the suspect. They say a slender white man, five foot ten, weighing about seventy five, which is pretty much Lee Harvey Oswald. Where did they get the info from? People Tip, like, who had witnesses supposedly seen him in the window and then seen him leaving the building. The entire area is being combed more thoroughly than ever involved in any manhunt or search in the history of Dallas, the state, and perhaps the nation. Yes, let's review that again. It must be over two dozen squad cars blocking the intersection of Elm and Houston Street, where they think they have this man surrounded or where he shot from and they found four shells on the... At a quarter past one, a police officer called J.D. Tippett pulled up to Oswald. This is far away from D.D. Plaza now. This is after Oswald has got the bus and got the taxi back to the house, supposedly. Tippett pulls up to Oswald because he matches the description. He's back at his gap now. Is he? Yeah, yeah. So this is only like we'll happening about 40 minutes. 40 minutes it's like? 45 minutes after it. So he's gone back to the house. So it's too quick. He's gone back to the house, got a pistol. But two supposedly. buses, I think he got back to his gap now. One bus and then a taxi. One but to like, put, to like... Point the finger so quick, like mm. you'd think it'd be a longer process. Mm. Well, I mean, people had. It makes you think seen... that they had their man before it happened. That's all I'm saying. It's noteworthy. I'm mm. sure. It is noteworthy. Tippett steps out of his car. This is police officer Tippett. And Oswald shot him three times in the chest and once in the head. Twelve people saw a man leaving the scene, and six of them later would identify Oswald in police lineups as the man they'd seen fleeing the scene. At 1.22, police find a rifle behind a stack of books from the spot where the assassin fired on the sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository. Now, they've found the rifle with which, with which the president was apparently shot. It had a telescopic sight. They found three more spent shells nearby, just husks of rifle bullets. At 1.30, Oswald, seemingly hearing the sirens around the area, this is after he's shot uh, Officer J.D. Tippett, 
he goes into the Texas theater. He doesn't pay, which is, it's noteworthy. Um, takes a seat for the movie, War as Hell. Uh, and later on, people will kind of say, if you were on the run, having shot two people, one of whom would you is be the president the, of the United States. Would you be on the, the pictures? Like? Well, I mean, you might hide out in, in a cinema. Feels like you, to make it look like you didn't, you would just like do something really normal. Normal, yeah. But, but you'd probably pay, pay, wouldn't you? Because if you don't pay, then they are probably fucking bunking in all the time. But the attendant then called the police. I have a man here that's five foot. Uh, the description, and he hasn't paid to see that film. Like, uh, I think you should check it out. And then this man who hasn't paid. Now he does match the description. Uh, but fifteen police officers surround the movie theater. <laughs> oh, for not paying into the pictures. <laughs> no, but apparently they they did uh, they did say this fella matches the description. Uh, and at one fifty one, so an hour and twenty minutes later, twenty two minutes later police have Oswald in custody. Dallas police arrested Lee H. Oswald, 24, as a prime suspect. Oswald was dragged fighting and screaming from a Dallas movie theatre. Oh, I thought you, they let him watch the film. I thought you were going to say they watched it. An hour and a half later, he came out of the movie theatre. <laughs> so he went in, they nicked him. They nicked him. Uh, a bit of a struggle, they nicked him. And then they search him, they find five bullet cartridges in his pockets. Why the fuck would he keep the bullets? Well, he'd use some of them. Yeah, but like you'd want to be getting rid of that shit, like if you yeah just assassinated the president. The cartridges, like yeah, I mean, this is. But you get me, like why, yeah, yeah, just, exactly. Why would just you concerns and just um yeah, it would have been great to have a court case. But go on, should we yeah. know what happened? To... He was only he only made like one public appearance between the public appearance. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a pub. No, but like <laughs> no meet and greet. You only done one meet and greet. No, not a public appearance, but like he was only saying. Like on people's, <laughs> he was only saying once, and he asked them like, "He didn't even pull up." Why did you do what? stories, man. Why did you do what or something? And he's like, "I didn't shoot him," and that was the only thing people heard of it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I wanted to say. Yeah, he didn't do a fucking meet and greet. He's not a fucking vlogger, man. Yeah. So they did these paraffin tests. Sorry, and they ah, did take that out. Actually, I no. sound like a fucking gobshut. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. They did confirm Oswald <laughs> fired a gun recently, although. They weren't on his hands, they were on his cheek where the, the residue was found. So there is some debate around how reliable they are. The rifle found in the book depository would in itself become controversial. Oh yeah. Everything's becoming controversial. Very quickly. I mean, listening back to the archive radio stuff, it's really quick how soon they go, a man named Lee Harvey Oswald has been arrested. And they're talking about how he spent time in Russia, Russia and he was a communist and he was pro-Castro and all this. Oswald went to Russia in 1959. He returned to this country only last year after failing in trying to get Soviet citizenship. Fascination, Lee H. Oswald. Lee H. Oswald, he is identified as chairman of, quote, the Fair Play Cuba Committee. The Fair Play... I know, Cuba very quickly, committee. someone has... What's the, 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 file. the CIA were keeping tabs on him and stuff for years like well they said for a long time they said they weren't but now we know different half two roughly Oswald is in for interrogation he's interrogated for 12 hours the whole time denying he had anything to do with the murder of Kennedy or Tippett for 12 hours he doesn't have a lawyer he asks for a lawyer he asks for a specific lawyer a fellow called John Abt A-B-T how did you even say that Abt Abt, Abt. John Abt uh, he's a New York lawyer known for defending political prisoners. Oswald asked for him. He also, then when they couldn't get him, he said, well, can you get me someone from the American Civil Liberties Union? And ACLU lawyers did go to the Dallas jail 
uh, that night. But the Dallas police told him Oswald didn't want a lawyer, which in itself is strange. But it gets stranger. 12 hours of interrogation, no lawyer present. The, the man being questioned is suspected of having murdered the president. Nobody thought to take any notes or record anything. Come on now. It's noteworthy. It's noteworthy. That's noteworthy. My God. Um, uh, there were five Secret Service agents and four FBI agents who questioned him. And uh, for whatever reason, none of them would later be asked to testify at the Warren Commission. So like what he said in the interrogation could have been like ruled them out completely. But like obviously there's no know. evidence of that happening, yeah. that conversation. So. Yeah. There was one police officer, a fellow called Captain Fritz. Sounds like a comic book character. Captain Fritz. <laughs> Sounds Cap- like a serial. <laughs> yeah. So Captain Fritz, later on, he wrote down notes of what had happened. Now, he didn't take these at the time, but he wrote them later on. And a couple of things he wrote down was, Oswald said he was having lunch when the president was shot down on the first floor. Oswald said he left work directly after the shooting because he figured there wouldn't be any work done for the rest of the day. I mean... I'd probably hang around to just see what was going on. Yeah. I wouldn't just grab my coat like, that, like I'm going to hang Yeah, There's like two sides to it like a little bit as well, like, you know. That is that very strange. Yeah. That he would just leave straight away. Nobody else left from what we can tell anyway. Everyone else hung around. Like, you're talking within two minutes of this happening. Did the shooting gone. definitely come from the same building he was in? At least one shot did. Yeah, lots of people witnessed. He's probably running up, the d- up and down the stairs for weeks to see how <laughs> quick he could do it. <laughs> he claims he didn't own a rifle but he said yeah he did own a pistol he admitted he'd lived in Russia for uh, three years and they said to him that, oh well one of your co-workers told us you showed up to work this morning with this long package well, yeah. under your arm Oswald said that's nonsense it wasn't even curtain rods there was nothing uh, so you know that wasn't even a package yeah he said there was nothing uh, your man still sticks by it something else noteworthy here uh, he was allowed to make phone calls when he was in jail um, one of them this is the stuff of conspiracy theorist dreams, right? Shit. Here we go. So there's two switchboard operators in Dallas City Hall. Their names are Alvita Trion and Louise Sweeney. So Oswald made a call from jail, had to go through the switchboard at City Hall. They got the call from Oswald. Alvita Trion, she would say later that she saw her co-worker, that's Mrs. Sweeney, disconnect Oswald's call. She never even tried to put the call through. But Sweeney had written down the numbers that Oswald asked to be put through to. Uh, but she crumbled up the paper and threw it in the bin. But then Alvita Trion, she went to the bin and retrieved the paper because she thought it would be like a historical memento. That slip of paper would years later be provided during a, a Freedom of Information lawsuit. And the slip said, John Hurt in Raleigh, North Carolina. And they were two numbers for one was John David Hurt and one was John William Hurt. John William Hurt was nobody important. But John David Hurt had been a US Army counterintelligence special agent during World War II. That obviously sounds like a massive deal that he's calling a retired counterintelligence operator in North Carolina. A fellow called Victor Marchetti, who had been a special assistant to the deputy director of the CIA, he wrote years later that Oswald was following a standard intelligence practice of contacting a cutout, a clean intermediary with no direct involvement in the operation. And that's why he was calling John Hurt. So that all sounds extremely shady. And like saying, conspiracy theories, dream stuff. I'm, I'm a little bit confused, to be honest with you. Like, why is... Um, wh- 
Like what is who is this fella looking yeah. like? Obviously, like, does is there he any history for, of the two of them together? Or? Does he work for the Americans or retired? Or? He was retired. He had worked for the Americans in World War Two, uh, in counterintelligence. He was retired at that stage. Uh, he was interviewed in 1980 and denied knowing anything about Oswald trying to call him. This is obviously after this slip of paper has been released. And apparently by 1963, he was seriously disabled. He was an alcoholic. He was not someone who it seemed would have been involved in counterintelligence or intelligence operations or whatever. He died in 1981 um, and his wife later told researchers that John Hurt had actually called Oswald in jail first because he was so upset about hearing about Kennedy. So he called the jail and said, I want to speak to the man you have in custody. <laughs> and someone in the jail gave Oswald a message. This jail sounds like a very accommodating place. <laughs> sounds pretty cool, yeah. Considering he killed the president of America. So that's his wife said, no, he called the jail. And he was so an alcoholic at the time. Ring and, uh, he was like, wanted to say, what the fuck did you kill him for? And, and Oswald yeah. called the number back, yeah. So, so they we don't know anymore. About like that. they would have said, uh, you missed the call. Here's the number that you missed the call on, yeah? And then he had the sheet of paper with his number call and then rang it back, like. Yeah. 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 So Oswald is charged with the murder of the police officer Tippett at 10 past seven that night. Uh, at 28 minutes past eight that night, he's formally charged with the assassination of Kennedy. So the following day, Oswald is arraigned and in just incredible scenes. And you, like, look this up on YouTube. This guy is just like they believe anyway shot the president and the police and all the cops are wearing like cowboy hats <laughs> they look so fucking cool man I just <laughs> want to live in that era like they're all wearing trelbies they have cigars hanging out them out they're just like pinstripe suits they're police officers yeah and they walk Oswald out and he's allowed to speak to the media I, uh, I don't know what this is all about I work in that building. Were you in the building at the time? Naturally, if I work in that building, yes, sir. Back up, man. Did you shoot the president? No, they're taking me in because of the fact that I live in the Soviet Union. I'm just a patsy. I've seen a clip of that. Yeah, it's nuts. Press conference. Was that killing press conference? Was that when that was the only kind of public appearance? <laughs> yeah, that was only public appearance. Yeah, is uh, it not a public appearance? Yeah, they, like I mean, he's in public. He's just there, like someone. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it but is. But you say it like he's been paid by a brand. Like he was though. <laughs> he was doing a partnership with fucking rifles. Coca Cola. He was doing a partnership yeah. with Coca Cola. <laughs> Drinking the Coca and, and sandwiches. Stopped for a Coca Cola. <laughs> we won't any any defamation. The brands here. It was Coca-Cola just, it was just a partnership with sandwiches. Just <laughs> a generic sandwich company. Uh, so yeah, the police just stand him there and just like let the journalist ask, journalist ask him questions, and then eventually he's led away and in the kind of the scrum and also being dragged away, and he like he just shouts, "I'm a patsy." I'm just a patsy. So then that night, November twenty third, on the morning of the twenty fourth, three anonymous threats come into the uh, police station. Um, oh no, sorry. One is to the local FBI office. One's to the sheriff's office, and then another to the Dallas police. Did, did he say he's a patsy? He said he's a patsy. Yeah. There's then, someone calls the the police and says um, he said a committee has decided to kill the man that killed the president. One of the calls went to a police dispatcher called Billy Grammer, and great name. Yeah, some great names. Mm. There always is, especially like in MK Ultra as well. Some great names. So. Grammer, he said this in an interview later on um, with 
a documentary called The Man Who Killed Kennedy, he said, the man, the, yeah, the person on the line said, you have to change the plan. If not, we are going to kill him. Jesus Christ. So, the next day, November 24th. Leon's Wild will be brought shortly for the 1.3 mile journey to the Dallas County Jail, which ironically is just across from the scene where President Kennedy was assassinated on Friday. Oswald has been held here under maximum security. There apparently have been some indications that uh, his life might be endangered during this trip to the Dallas County Jail. Utmost security precautions have been taken. Here in the basement, there are a number of vehicles, and all of those vehicles have been thoroughly searched. Dallas police officers with riot guns are at strategically placed locations. Oswald is being transferred over to Dallas City Jail. Now, from the city jail to the county jail, he's walking through the basement again. God bless the days of press freedom. They were all in there. All the journals are in there. All them public appearances he made. I swear. <laughs> like a guard of honour. He walks in. <laughs> a guard of honour. Jack Ruby, a local nightclub owner, he's also there. And there is Leon. He's been shot. He's been shot. Lee Oswald has been shot. There's the man with a gun. It's absolute panic. Absolute panic here in the basement of Dallas Police Headquarters. Detectives have their guns drawn. Oswald has been shot. There is no question about it. Oswald has been shot. Next thing you know, he has shot Oswald. He's not just a, a nightclub owner, right? Is there any more information? Are you going to go into more information about him? A bit, yeah. Okay, cool. Later I'll on. let you go then, yeah. Much later on, yeah. He was um, a fucking gangster. So what a fucking mafia. And this is also caught live on TV. That's what, like, that's one of the reasons this has lived on for 60 years. So much of this, there is the footage of it, you know? Yeah. The film of the shooting itself, the film of Oswald and all, like there's, if this had all been happened off screen, so to speak, and then Oswald had never been seen or heard. Yeah, yeah. Had died. You'd just say, out of view, oh, well then. I don't think it would have captured the imagination the way it did. So at this stage, Oswald is dead, brought to the same hospital JFK was brought to, pronounced dead. And yeah, man. That Ruby shot, what, is, uh, Jack Ruby. Jack Ruby. We talked about in MK Ultra. Yes. Well, yeah, we talked about how when he was in custody, uh, Jolie and West. He's Dr. making Jolie visits West, to made a visit to him and Jolly West Jolly West was uh, one of the most notorious doctors involved in the MK Ultra for brainwashing program. yeah and in that episode we talked about how it's 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 further out there on the conspiracy theory spectrum but the idea that yeah. Ruby was somehow involved in MK Ultra Manchurian Candidate stuff like episode uh, 114 I believe of Stall if you want to go back there reference that there one you go now Jeez, you wouldn't know anymore would you fucking mad <laughs> And November 25th, JFK is buried. We must thank God that we were privileged, however briefly, to have had this great man for our president. For he has now taken his place among the great figures of world history. It's very emotional footage because it's like his son is three. And he, yeah. He salutes his dad's coffin. All the generals salute oh, that's terrible. His little son stands out and salutes him. Yeah. It's that um, sort of stuff that I'm like. Yeah. yeah. The that's, hum- that's the human side of it. Like, yeah. And America, the world is in mourning. Like, this is, this has hit He was the well world fucking hard. liked. Forget all that. Like, he was adored. He, he yeah. was, wasn't he? Like, yeah. Yeah. Probably the most loved present. Mm. You know, he didn't 
live long enough to disappoint people. I suppose that is always the way. But he was adored, and he went out on top. <laughs> he went out on top. He did. So I'd like to go out like that. <laughs> not, the way, not, not the way he he went out, but like just like yeah, just hope like everything. Seventy percent approval rating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm gonna have to put up a Twitter poll and just see. Do you approve of me? <laughs> <laughs> In what context? Just do you approve? Like <laughs> the day after the funeral, Jack Ruby is indicted in Dallas for the murder of Oswald. Jack Ruby begs to be moved out of Dallas. Uh, he says it's not safe there. This would go on for a while. Ruby was, he said he wasn't safe, but he lasted a couple of years in, in custody. Uh, he would eventually Did he get blood shot? No, he died of cancer a few years later. Like He thought they had injected him with cancer. That Jack Ruby. For fuck's sake, that's treading a bleeding different line. Uh, here's, here's just a quote where... <laughs> Injecting him with cancer. In March 65, so a couple of years later, he gave an interview. Um, <laughs> and he said this. The people had, that had so much to gain and had such a material motive for putting me in a position I'm in will never let the true facts come of our boards to the, to the world. Are these people in very high positions yet? Yes. So what he said there, he just said, the world will never know the true facts of what occurred. And then at the end, the journalist asked him, are these people in very high positions, Jack? And he said, yeah. He said, yeah. The people who had so much to gain and had such an ulterior motive for putting me in the position I'm in will never let the true facts come above board to the world. Who said that? Jack Ruby. Let's go back to directly after the funeral. Mm. Um, Within two weeks, an FBI report comes out and says, oh yeah, Oswald was guilty. But a lot of people were not happy that they, the background of Oswald, you know, the conflicting witness testimonies, just the whole thing wasn't adding up and people wanted answers. So very quickly, Lyndon Johnson announces we're going to have a formal look at this. We're going to do an investigation on this. And that would be the Warren Commission. And that would basically be the start of a rabbit hole that goes on six decades. To this day. And in our next episode, we're going to talk about the Warren Commission and a bit about Lee Harvey Oswald's background and what they said about Oswald. And he was, we're, going, we're going to get into it. He was under the scope. We're getting into it. And so was anyone under the scope it was him that sounds exciting I can't wait for it yeah I'm, I am this is probably the most invested I've been in, in any episode of Stala it feels like it's just and them spin off very good like. <laughs> we're only at the start I'm worried how long we've run here we're only at the start the next episode will be with you very shortly we're going to release these in quick succession and oh really like you'll <laughs> I thought it was like one every Wednesday you'll have four weeks or something you'll have the rest coming to you I'm going to go to number one now <laughs> you know gonna, how it works though we're going to get fucking you know how the algorithm works it's the algorithm man we don't get trouble like, for spamming people yeah you're going to get so many new episodes there's going to be a few episodes on this we're going to go through the the official story kind of and Oswald's background next and after that we're going to go through all the, the other stuff outside of Oswald that didn't people say didn't add up and then we're going to get into the different conspiracy theories CIA Mafia Cuba the whole lot KGB Woody Harrelson's dad what? what? yeah we'll get to it oh Woody Harrelson I'm is like recently found out that him and Matthew McConaughey are brothers, yeah? Did you hear about that? <laughs> what the fuck? That's a different episode. <laughs> they done like a fucking test to see if they're actually related. And I think I think they're like, yeah, they're brothers or something like that. Uh, fuck it, that won't be in there, but like... <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> Bye.